0: Welcome back to our bi-weekly podcast, where our goal is simply to quiet our hearts and our minds in the presence of God, to listen to His Holy Word, and to be attentive to the ways that He is speaking and ministering to us. We're back to our rhythm of going through the Psalms together, and today we'll be considering Psalm 8. But before we do, I invite you to take a moment and to contemplate these words from Thomas Akempis with us. This is from The Imitation of Christ, Book 3, Chapter 1, and the title of this section is Of the Internal Discourse of Christ to a Faithful Soul. He writes, I will hear what the Lord God will speak in me. Happy is the soul which heareth the Lord speaking within her, and receiving from his mouth the word of comfort. Happy ears which receive the breathings of the divine whisper, and take not notice of the whisperings of this world. Happy ears, indeed, which hearken not to the voice that soundeth without, but to the truth itself teaching within. Happy eyes which are shut to outward things, but intent on things internal. Happy they who penetrate into internal things, and endeavor to prepare themselves more and more by daily exercises for the receiving of heavenly secrets. Happy are they who rejoice to be wholly intent on God and who shake off every worldly impediment. Indeed, my friends, let us be people who rejoice to be wholly intent on God, receiving the breathings of the Divine Whisper. Psalm 8, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babies and infants, you have established strength because of your foes, to still the enemy and the avenger. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of? and the Son of Man that you care for him. Yet you have made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. You have given him dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, and also the beasts of the fields, the birds of the heavens, and the fish of the sea, whatever passes along the paths of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, How majestic is your name in all the earth. is one of my favorite psalms, and I won't do justice to it in this short reflection, but I just wanted to offer a couple of brief thoughts as we come before this Word of God in the presence of God. And the first is this, that this psalm is a corporate psalm of praise. It begins by saying, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. This is a proclamation of the glory and majesty and wonder and how incredible God is, how amazing the Creator is. And like anything else that we marvel at, it's meant to be shared and experienced with others. How often when you experience something beautiful or something breathtaking or when something good happens to you, how often do you immediately look for someone else to share that with? A friend, a spouse, a neighbour, anyone. There have been times I I can think of being on vacation and marveling at this incredible historical site or just taking in a sunset or a sunrise and needing to talk to someone, even turning to strangers at times. Just wanting to share this moment with someone. They've looked at me like I'm totally crazy (laughs) some of those times. But I think you understand the impulse. When we see or experience something beautiful, we want to share it with other people. I hear that in the opening words of this psalm. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. This is a corporate invitation to rejoice in the beauty and majesty of who God is. The next time that you're with someone and you're struck by the beauty majesty of God. Take a moment and enjoy that together. Consciously turn to the other person and share that moment with them. Invite them into it with you. Or maybe today you want to take a minute and reflect on times in the past when you've been with somebody else rejoicing in the presence and glory of God and how wonderful it was to just share that experience with someone else. The second thing to notice about this psalm is the beautiful transition that it makes from standing amazed at the glory and majesty of God, to then being astounded by the fact that this great and glorious God is mindful of us and cares for us, that He knows us, that He loves us, that He thinks of us, and that He acts towards us. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, moon and the stars which you have set in place, the psalmist says. What is man that you are mindful of, and the son of man that you care for him? What an amazing thing to think about, that the fingers that created the billions of galaxies that surround us is mindful of us, that he thinks of us, that you are on his mind. Please note two things about this, that God thinks of you, you're on his mind, And secondly, that he cares for you. He acts towards you. He provides for you. The hands of him who set the moon and the stars in their place thinks of you. And not only does he think of you, but he acts towards you. He cares for you. Just take a moment and ponder that. Ask yourself, does my life actually reflect that truth? Do I live as though God cares about me and thinks about me? Do I actually believe that I have value? Do I believe that God cares about the details of my life? Do I believe that I actually matter to God? The third movement of the psalm then takes the reality of God's care and provision for our lives and translates that to care and provision for those around us. Verses 5 to 8 say, Yet you have made mankind a little lower than the heavenly beings, and crowned them with glory and honor. You have given them dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under their feet, all sheep and oxen, and also the beasts of the field. The birds of the heavens and the fish of the sea, whatever passes along the paths of the seas. As we recognize God's care and provision for our lives, that naturally invites us to care for and provide for those around us as well. Care for the animal kingdom is of course part of the creation call on our lives. It was built into our calling at creation. But who else might this apply to? Who else might God be calling us to care who are the the lonely and the isolated, the marginalized, the needy, those who deal with pain and fear around us. All of us have experienced our own forms of pain and fear, marginalization and need, feelings of isolation and loneliness. But we've all also experienced the grace and love of Jesus Christ. And that naturally causes us to turn to those around us in care and love as well. Who might the people around you be whom God is calling you to be a channel of His love to? Who are the people around you who God is calling you to be an expression of His love to? Lastly, the psalm ends in praise and wonder once again. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. How might God be calling you to praise and wonder today? we enter into ten minutes of silence now, listening to the breathings of the Divine Whisper. What might God be inviting you to reflect on today? His glory and majesty? The mind-blowing reality that the creator of the cosmos, the billions of galaxies that surround us is mindful of you and cares for you? The beautiful responsibility that we have to be mindful and care for others around us Or simply the invitation to rejoice in the glory of God. Maybe it's one of those things. Maybe it's some combination thereof. Whatever it is, allow the breathings of the divine whisper to speak to your heart right now. silence comes to an end, I would invite you to take a few deep breaths. To thank God for whatever ways that he has been speaking to you during this time. And to join me in praying the prayer that our Lord and Savior taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done